Romans 5, 1 through 11. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into his grace when we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For we, for when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet preadventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if. When we were enemies. We were reconciled to God. By the death of his son. Much more. Being reconciled. We shall. Be saved. By his life. And not only so. But we also joy in God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Wow. Precious Lord, we just ask that you be with us. You heard the prayers. Three folks have prayed today, Father God. And they've all asked for your power, for your grace, for your mercy. For the ability to take the message of Jesus Christ out into a lost world. But we, before we can take it out into a lost world, let us understand clearly what Jesus Christ done for us when he shed his precious blood on the cross. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I, I don't know when I think about the, 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 the two the two men that were walking on Emmaus Road and Jesus came and walked with them and started talking to them. And when they ended the conversation with Jesus, they said, did not our hearts burn? When you think about what God has done for you as believers, some folks say, well, I don't believe. Well, you, you will have a hard time understanding this, this sermon. Okay. 
and, 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 and I always say, people say, well, anybody can come to church and praise and worship God. And I always fight that. I always fight saying that because church is, is the exodusia. Church is a place where we come, where believers gather together to hear the testimonies of God, to hear the word of God, to be empowered by the word of God. And if an unbeliever would, would visit a church and walk in, they would, they, based on hearing the word of God, they would say, wow, wow. They shouldn't walk in the church and say, there's some foolishness up in there. Folks running all around, jumping all around. You want to hear something. Romans 5.1. Command to rejoice. You, you know, you really don't have an option if you're a child of God. You don't have an option. You, you, you can't say, well, you know, today I ain't going to rejoice. Okay? God has, what God has done for us is so powerful. It's life-changing. We have no choice. You rare to catch me down all in the dumps and feeling some kind of way because I know God has been good to me. Paul says this, the chief sinner now. Now, now remember that. People say, well, you know, Paul said I was chief sinner. He, he didn't say, he didn't say, no, I was one behind Judas, two behind Jezebel, and three behind Pharaoh. He didn't say that. He said Pharaoh, as bad as Pharaoh was, he was behind me. As bad as Jezebel was, she was behind me. And I know Judas sold out Jesus, but he still wasn't the chief. <laughs> Ain't that deep? Plus, I was chief. And he says, God justified me. Amen. That word justified me made me just as if I never sinned. How about that? How about that? See, some of us run around here thinking we, we, we all that. No, no, no. You, you, you got one feather. <laughs> when you compare your life with, with Paul's, one feather. I, I tell you all the story. My, my dad and I, we, I love my dad. We sit and watch them old westerns. And we sit there and watch it. That's why I probably work, like working in nursing homes. I work in nursing homes. I go into rooms and all them old folks, they're watching the westerns, black and white. <laughs> And then every once in a while, Western come on and the, and the Indians is all around and they all got one feather. But when the chief show up, everybody all know who the chief is because he got a train of feathers. Paul was chief. And if the chief can be saved, think about that now. If the chief sinner can be saved, I watched it. The trial of Alex Murdoch this week. Horrible, horrible story. Killed, found guilty of killing his wife and son. But guess what? I know some people wouldn't want to hear this. Some people that don't know the Lord would probably say, well, he ought to, they ought to give him the death penalty. He deserved to die. I, I think I heard Jake praying and saying, everybody, everybody deserved to die. Alex Murdoch still have an opportunity while he in prison for the rest of his life to still spend life 
eternal in heaven. How about that? Well, I, I probably ruffle some feathers if I go down there and tell, tell some people that. But that's the gospel. Because Alex Murdoch can't be saved. If Jeffrey Dahmer can't be saved, who can be? Therefore, being justified by faith. Let me stop there. What's that mean? I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not dumbing you guys down because I know most of you know, know what it means. But it's just repetition. It's repetition. It's good. We've been justified by faith means we've been justified because we have the audacity to believe that when Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross and shed his blood for our sins, we have salvation. Whew. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace yes. with God. You know, peace is a wonderful word. Ain't it a wonderful thing to have? We live in a world where people have no faith, no peace. I, I, I deal with people that have no peace constantly. And I'm like, man, you're just missing it. Peace is joy. Okay, peace is a is a form of joy. This is a song that we, we sing about quietness. Blessed, Blessed quietness. So sometimes when you come home, not Cindy, just y'all. And you know ain't nobody in the house but you. And you can take off your shoes and sit back and just have that peace. That's a wonderful thing, ain't it? That's a wonderful thing. Peace, peace and quietness. Another word for peace is rest. Rest. Some people never rest. Never rest. Their mind's always going. They're always, the phone's always ringing. Phone always, some, some of you, if we, did, we said, take it off airplane mode and take the silencer off the phone, the phones will be going off all throughout the service. Because people just, constantly being bombarded by this world. But the believer, Paul says here, the chief sinner, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I like what Paul says. I like how he says that. With our Lord. Amen. Our Lord. Now, now he goes to verse 2 and I'm going to run down this. And he said, and by whom we have access by faith into his grace. Wow. You know what that means? We have access to God. As believers, as those of us who have placed our faith in Jesus Christ, we have access to God. That's interesting, isn't it? That means we can go to God and we can expect God to hear us and answer us. And if we go to God in the, with, the, with the right things, he will answer us in the way we want it to be answered. And because we are people of faith, we know what to ask God for. I think some of y'all know how far you can go with anybody that you love. You know what you can ask them for. You know, the, you know the, the one family member you can ask $100 for. And you know there are some family members you can't ask them for $100 because they never got no money. <laughs> That's just the truth. But if we go to God with the right 
frame of mind, with the right thoughts, and with the proper faith, we can ask God for anything. Because we have access to his grace, and grace being favor. We have access to his grace. And it says, Paul said, wherein we stand. Not only do we stand, here's, here's our word, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? You see how I get caught up with this verses? We got, we got hope in the glory of God. We got a hope that the world don't have. We got a hope that the unsaved world don't have. Okay? Everybody talking about Jesus. Or everybody talking about heaven. Ain't going. Amen. Okay? See, we done put a whole lot of people in heaven that God don't, God ain't approved of. Okay? But the hope of the believer is the glory of God. And the glory of God is revealed to us because we have the hope that when this life is over, when this life is over, okay, and by the looks of this crowd in here, okay, there ain't many of us going to be around in 50 years. Danny and Bill and Jake. And Jake will be 90. Y'all get my point. And if you talk to Blanche, them 95 years went so fast. Most of us in here, we can think about our graduation. We can think about all the things we've done 40, 50 years ago. And they went quick, didn't they? Didn't they go quick? I always say life is like a roll of toilet paper. You know, it start off slow, but once you start getting down to the roll, it's just going fast. Life is spinning out of, okay? I'll be 66. How about that? 40 years, I'll be 106. <laughs> That's deep, ain't it? 106. And some people would think, well, he's going to be still preaching at 106. No, no, no. At 106, I will be in glory. Okay? All right? My work will be done. Verse 3. And not only so. Here's Paul. Here's Paul, the chief sinner. Not only so, but we glory in tribulations. How about that? That's foreign language to some people. You know what tribulations are? Trials. Trials. Why do we glory in trials? Because trials make us stronger. Trials make us stronger. Paul said we glory in tribulations. Also knowing that tribulations work with patience. And patience, experience, and experience, hope. How many in here, how many in here facing life in prison would want a, would want a lawyer who said this is the first case I ever done? Know what you want? An experienced trial lawyer. I think, I think when you look in a phone book or however they do it now, I don't think people read the phone books anymore, but if you go online looking for a lawyer, most of them are going to have experience in front of their name. Why? Because they, none of them are going to put an inexperienced lawyer in there. 
Who gonna who gonna call this guy? You know, I'm I'm an experienced inexperienced lawyer. You don't want an inexperienced nothing. You don't want no inex. You know, Kyrie in the house gonna do some plumbing work. But this is the first time I ever done this. Patience, experience, and experience hope. What's that mean? The more you go through, the more trials you go through. The more pain you go through, the more heartache you go through, the more trouble you go through. It's making you stronger, but in the same sense, know what else it's doing? It's preparing you, letting you know that one day this is all going to be over. And the only thing you're going to have left is hope. And look at verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed. I think about this all the time. People, somebody was saying earlier, the church going to face persecution. The people of God has always faced persecution. Some of you in here, I know myself, you know, people, people will mock you as a believer. They'll mock you for your faith. They'll mock you for your your commitment to the things of God. They'll mock you for your love of God. They'll mock you for you even supporting the church financially. They'll do all that kind of stuff. Okay? But guess what? The hope that we have as believers mm-hmm. makes, well, let, let me just maybe speak for myself. I'm not ashamed. Amen. Okay? Somebody say, I'm not ashamed <laughs> of the gospel of Christ. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. Okay? Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto, hear that word again, us. You know what the Holy Spirit uh, shed abroad in our hearts mean? That means we got our God consciousness. We got a God consciousness. And that God consciousness keeps us in line. Keeps us hoping for the right things. It keeps us strong and encouraged because we live in a world, it would so, be so easy to get discouraged. It would be so easy to, to get down in the dumps. And, and, and you got folks out here telling everybody. I mean, I, I, I just really believe that the mental health profession is, is paying these people to push mental illness. Everybody mentally ill. Everybody depressed. Everybody going through. I see the, the rock. I mean, football player. Everybody got depression. Of course everybody got depression. You don't have no hope. If you don't have no hope. If you don't have no hope. If you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. And all your happiness is dependent on your own strength. In this world, of course you're going to be depressed. Amen. You're going to be depressed. Okay? But when you have the hope of eternal life, when you know that your sins have been forgiven, that you know that you've been justified by faith, you know that you've been reconciled to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Listen. Now you ain't even deal with that depression. Okay? You know how you deal with it then? You say like Jesus said. Get behind me, Satan. Okay? 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 I'll give you something. When you start talking to these depressed folks, and we've got them all over the place. they all over the place. they they be running to them all the time. they all depressed. And, and you know why. But sometimes we need some Holy Ghost boldness. 
Sometimes, sometimes somebody say, you know, I'm so depressed. They'll come to Deacon Jeremy on the job. Deacon Jeremy, I'm so depressed. I'm going through. Oh, I feel like I feel like eating rat poison or something. Yeah, feel like jumping off a bridge. Huh? You know, my my wife left me. My you know my girlfriend left me for another guy. All that kind of stuff. Let me tell you something. Introduce them to the Savior. Amen. Introduce them to Jesus Christ. You know, say they'll ask you. They'll ask you. Say, you know, why don't you feel like I do? Yeah. And I think the Word of God says we ought to always have an answer. Always be always for the hope that is within us. How about that? And hope is make us not ashamed. Why, Paul? Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. We talk about that Holy Ghost. It's an internal Holy Ghost we're talking about here. Not the one that, you know, you jump in that tank of water back there. You know, you go in there, you go in there, unsaved, come out unsaved. Okay? I'm talking about the eternal baptism of the Holy Ghost that's in our hearts. It ain't going to let you do a whole lot. It ain't going to let you walk around here mad and depressed and angry all the time. No, no, no. No. Here's, here's where it gets good. Second section of, of Paul's letter. Verse 6. Watch this. Paul says, for when we were with yet without strength. Let me stop there. See, see there's people that think that they can get themselves together. That's right. They really do. They, they really, well, you know what? I'm gonna get it together. I'm gonna get it together. Some people, some people have been saying that for 60, 70 years. I'm gonna get it together. I'm gonna get it. You, listen, you cannot get yourself together. Okay? You can you were born a sinner. You were born in sin. Okay? And, and the longer you live on your own strength, that sin is going to get stronger. Amen. Okay? And sooner or later, like Alex Murdoch, sin will always take you further than you plan on going, keep you there longer than you plan on staying, and in his case, cost you everything. Amen. Everything. Amen. And, 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 and he won't get himself together. That uncle of yours won't get himself together. That cousin of yours won't get himself together. That, that, that co-worker won't get himself together. This flesh is not going to let you get yourself together. This flesh is, has three things. Steal, kill, and destroy. That's all the flesh is going to allow you to do. This flesh is not going to, you're not going to wake up one morning and say, well, you know what? I'm going to stop being an adulterer. I'm going to stop being a fornicator. I'm going to stop being a thug. I'm going to stop being a gangster. I'm going to stop stealing. I'm going to stop cussing. No, the flesh will never allow you to do that. Amen. All the flesh will wake you up and say, let's do it more. Let's get higher. Okay? Let's chase more boys. Let's chase more girls. Let's do, do more crazy stuff until you kill your crazy self. For when we were yet without strength. No strength. No strength to fight off sin. You know, it's like me. I, I, when I was working at the pizza shop, 
I, I don't I don't work there no more. I know it's just, it was a, I couldn't do it. So I, I, I work with them cat folks. It's a long story. We'll talk about it after church. So so I took one of the guys at the pizza shop. He said, Ah, he said, I want to come to the gym. I want to come to the gym with you. I took him to the gym. He's a 145-pound kid. He had no strength. You know, and I'm probably the wrong person to take to the gym like that. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I, I used to watch movies. But I was always I was watching Rocky movies and stuff like that. Mike, Mike Tyson videos and stuff. So, so he's, he, you know, and I'm like, Dude, you are weak. I said, I mean, he had like two tens on the bar. I'm like, are you serious? And I mean, I was firing him up. I was doing it nice. I was like, but you weak. And he got he now he was getting stronger doing off the workout. He could he put on more work. He come to work the next day. I did like this, and he's like, oh no, don't touch me. But that's just an illustration of there's a time when we were without strength. But watch the next part of this verse 7, verse 6. But in due time, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. You know, I know there's another sense of that saying Christ died for those who were without strength. There's no way, some of us dealing with sin, that there was no way possible. We could have walked away from it without the Lord. Amen. I wish Dave was here, White Dave. I wish White Dave was here. Okay? I had, I just, we had a lot of Dave's at one time. Yeah, we did. And, and, you know, and, 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 you know Dave, Dave listened to all the sermons. He listened to all the sermons. He'll call me up and say, that was crazy. But... <laughs> Dave was a serious alcoholic. Seriously. He don't mind me. He don't mind. I know him. That's my boy. But he don't mind. He said, he said there was no way I would have ever walked away on my own. And he got saved when, excuse me, when God saved him. And we was together last week. And, and, and him and I have been friends for, what, 17 years? Jill, Jill just turned 20. She was two. Or three when we met, he said. He said. I, he said. God totally took the taste of alcohol away from me. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. And you know, and, and, and honestly, that's an interesting story because him and him and Lori were living together. He was an alcoholic, and when God saved him, he told Lori he left. He left after he was delivered from the alcohol. He, he left and said, we, I'm not coming back here and spending the night with you until we get married. How about that? That's, see, that's how salvation works. That's how the power of God works. Hmm. For scarcely, for a righteous man will one die. Scarcely. Rarely. Okay? I, I was sitting here telling, telling the church that the school teacher that got mugged in church in the school, the student Columbus side, just took the teeth, little little tiny lady, threw her on the floor, and was just sitting on her, just mugging her. And I watched the video, 
And I watched how haphazardly those folks came to her rescue. I watched the one guy, I watched the one guy, and and, and he he was the biggest guy of all. And he was just walking to the scene like this. Slow. Slow walking. Slow walking. He didn't want to get in there. He didn't want none of that. That's the text. For scarcely a righteous man won't die. Yet preadventure, a good man, some would even dare to die. President Biden, he gave a he gave an honor this week to a guy that was in Vietnam that his friends was getting shot at and they were injured on the ground and he went and got them all and he took some bullets and he gave him not a purple heart, not a bronze medal, but an honor. I forget the name of it exactly. It's in my notes somewhere, but I, I I missed it. And the reason why he got an honor from the president. Because it is so rare that somebody would do something like that. How about that? It's so rare that somebody would do something like that that would risk their lives for the life of others. How about that? He got an honor. Let me tell you something. God, verse 8, but God, God showed us sinners. God showed us more love than he showed his own son. Let me say that again. God showed us more love than he showed his son. Let me see what you mean, Pastor. But God, verse 8, commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life Christ died for us he sent his son Jesus Christ to this sinful world to die so that we may live. How about that? What kind of love is that? What kind of love is that? I sit here, I sit here, I say, I say, Jake, we need, we need Danny to go to San Francisco. And die for all the homeless people. That'd be a good conversation with him. How do you think that would go? (laughs) Okay, that ain't going nowhere. But God commended his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners. Sinning away. Some of us were sinning away. Didn't even know. Some of plumbers didn't even know. Ten years ago, he'd be sitting up in church talking about teaching Bible study. Amen. Drinking and smoking, getting high, chasing everything. No. Uh, 
It's such for some of us. And you, you understand the grace of God? Sometimes, sometimes you just have to be just be straight up. Sometimes you just gotta keep it real. We was out there. I can I, listen. I can go around the whole room. Ain't nobody exempt. Amen. Ain't nobody exempt. M- Mother Blanche. Yeah, I wouldn't put her on the list now. <laughs> Y'all understand what I'm saying? But God commended His love. That ought to, that ought to be a great verse. That ought to be a memory verse. Okay, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinning, we sinning, we don't know nothing about God. We don't know nothing about John 3, 16. We are spiritually dead. We ain't been quickened yet and God had already died for us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. That is that is fascinating to me. That is fascinating to me. Much more than verse 9. You can get some joy out of this, this text. Okay? Much more than. Since all that. Being now justified by his blood. Listen. <clears throat> justified. By his blood. Justified because we believe that the power of God on Calvary's cross, the blood that was shed, covered our sins. Let me tell you something. Take faith to believe that. Amen. Take faith to believe that. And if you believe that, it's because you have faith. A lot of folks don't believe that. Wow, well, you that old Easter, Easter, it's, it's coming. The next, the next couple of months, it's coming. You know, people, the world gonna rip Easter. Ah, Easter, ah, Easter. That's a, that was a Egyptians. You know, that was a. Oh, they gonna, they gonna do everything they can. Pagan stuff. You worshiping the Easter egg and the Easter bunny, and you gonna have the Easter bunny at the church and kids sitting on the Easter bunny. Listen, tell you something. It, it, it ain't about Easter. It ain't about the bunny. Okay? It's about the resurrection of Amen. Jesus Christ. It's, it's, it's to me, I may slip up and say Easter every once in a while. I don't have no problem with it. I don't have no problem dying eggs. I don't have, unless if you know me, I love me some jelly beans. I ain't have no problem with jelly beans. Don't, don't, don't give me a bag where they didn't took the black ones out. That's all, because I like the black ones. Listen, I, that, that, but the jelly beans ain't got nothing to do with Easter. The Easter bunny ain't got nothing to do with Easter. The, the, the eggs is all a symbol of Jesus Christ being resurrected. Oh, God. Yeah. Amen. And they want to belittle the resurrection. Let me tell you something. If Jesus Christ is not resurrected, we all... We are all men most miserable. We might as well go back. Columbus, we might as well go on back to doing what we was doing. Okay? Because if Christ is not resurrected, we're wasting our time. We waste, this is a joke. This is a game. Jesus told them on the way to, on the way to Jerusalem to be crucified. They're going to do this stuff to me. 
They're going to hit me. They're going to spit on me. They're going to slam a crown of thorns on me. They're going to mock me. And they're going to kill me. But on the third day. But on the third day. I'm going to rise. I'm going to rise. I'm going to rise from the grave. Now listen, let me tell you something. If you're here today and you don't believe in the resurrection, I hope you got your ticket. And it ain't going up. Okay? Because without the resurrection, the whole Bible is a sham. Let me keep going. I'm going to finish this. I'm going to get to the joy part. Ain't it joyful? Ain't it joyful? And none of y'all running around here doing cartwheels or nothing. Because the joy, this is an internal joy that we have by being assured that we believe in Christ. Amen. Now much more than verse 9. Much more than. Here comes some joy. Being now justified by his blood. Why Paul put that in there? You ain't justify yourself. Amen. I get so tired. I hear people say, oh, you know what happened, man? You changed. Oh, I decided. <laughs> I decided to get myself together. You ain't decide that. No man comes to the Father unless he's drawn. Okay? Much more than being now justified by his blood. We shall. We shall. Who's the we shall? Save, folks. We shall be saved from wrath. Another word for wrath, hell. L-O, L-O, what's it, the lake of fire, L-O-F, they come up the lake of fire. We shall be saved from the wrath through him. It's all about Jesus, through him. For if, verse 10, when we were enemies, we were reconciled, reconciled to God by the death of his son. Paul was an enemy. See, 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 Paul, Paul, a lot of Paul's preaching, a lot of Paul's teaching, it, it, it just bared out who he was. Paul was an enemy of the cross. He was an enemy of Christians. He was a chief sinner, and he hated the people of God. He hated the resurrection that they believed. And now he's preaching it. If when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. By his life means he's alive. He's not in the ground. They ain't going to find him. They can look every resurrection season, every Easter. We're going to find the body of Jesus. Let me tell you something. They've been looking for 2,500 years. Amen. They're not going to find it. Okay? They're not going to find it. Verse 11. Here goes the joy. I'm going to close. I've had a good time. I've enjoyed this lesson. Verse 11. And not only so. Here's Paul. But we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. How about that? What's Paul saying? We also joy in Christ. We also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. How about that? Our relationship with the truth. Our relationship with Jesus Christ. If it don't bring you joy. Right. 
If he don't bring you joy, you have no joy. You might get happy every once in a while. Your favorite team win. Some of y'all that still gamble and do all, you might hit the number. You know, you might be playing a March Madness block pool or something. You hit, you got a little happiness until, you know, and, 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 and whatever you win, you probably got to pay a bill with. Jeez. And not only so, watch this again. I'm close. But we also joy in God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Not through nobody else. For there is none other name. None other name under heaven. Whereby we must be born again. Not Buddha. Muhammad. Farrakhan, Mary, none other name. Joseph Smith, you can go down the list. There's none other name. I'm just going to stand on the word of God. There's none other name given unto man whereby we must be saved. And not only so, we have joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, who by whom we have now, we have now, right now, Received the atonement. Atonement means we've been reconciled to God. We've been reconciled to God. And if those of us who who are reconciled, we ain't trying to go back. We don't want nothing to do with it, okay? We've been reconciled to God by the atonement. The atonement was the a lamb had to be sacrificed or an animal had to be sacrificed for the sins of the world. Guess what? Jesus was sacrificed. They say they hung him high. Stretched him wide. That's the greatest picture of love you'll ever find. Precious Lord, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the people of God that, 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 that hear it, Father God. We just pray right now, Father God, that we would internalize this message in, in Romans 5. And when we are in a jam, when we want to talk to somebody about what Christ has done for us, we don't have to look no further than the word of God. God has been good to us. And it started when he died for our sins on Calvary's cross. Father, we ask right now that you be with us, Father God, be with our friends that are visiting us. Father God, be with our church family, Father God, as we press on to the high calling of God. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.